What's up, gang? So we are back in the back in the saddle, if you will, for another uh, another potty, another podcast. Inside the coach's brain. Inside the coach's brain this Ep- week. Episode fifty. Kent, what's happening, man? Just chilling. Got done working out. Chilling. Got done working out. Awesome. Anything? Uh, anything fun in the workout today? Some very light overhead squats. Very light overhead squats. My favorite. Always. That is uh that seems to be your your favorite thing to do. Mine is my overhead squats are so light that you almost can't see me do them. Well, this was an empty barbell, so there you go. I'm not even sure that's light enough. And this could be a future workout. Just saying. Keep your eyes open for a future workout. Cool. Um so how are we doing today? Other than that. Pretty good. Gonna get some brewskis. Gonna get some brewskis. You just got back from a little uh little vacation. I did. We did go to Asheville uh, for almost about a week. Um, had a wedding, had some family time. Didn't get to hit all the breweries on my list, but I mean, that's kind of almost impossible when you're talking about Asheville because there's just literally so many. Yeah, so you guys go up there and is it is it like full on like hipster tour while you're there? You get your big brim like mm-hmm. Asheville hat on and you got your, you know. I rock, I rock the beanie. Rock the beanie? And the, okay. And the Lulu joggers for sure. So, yeah. Okay. You know, show a little ankle. Show a little ankle. So you could say it'll put putting out a hipster vibe. What are the sandals that like the toe sandals? You know what I'm talking about? Not the Birkenstocks, but the like the the uh, hiking sandals. I know exactly. Yeah. So my brother in law, <laughs> he wears those. I know exactly what you're talking about. I Chacos. Chacos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like get some real shoes, people. Yeah. Which I mean, if the weather is good and you know whatever. Uh, there's so many straps and like boat. like one toes like I you know can't can't. Yeah, do it. it does look a little excessive. Can't do it. It's like yeah, my flip flops are. If my flip flops I mean, aren't good enough, we go to shoes. I like to have my feet covered when I go uh, hiking through the woods because Lord knows what you're gonna get into. I feel like we could do a whole episode on like anti chacos. Probably yeah. You want to do that? I know you're a Crocs fan. We could get dude, into, we, we could, could get into dude. Crocs. Crocs are functional. <laughs> they're attractive. They're dur- well, they're durable. They clean easy. That is definitely the we can say the fashionable part is definitely you know they're not they're they're not high fashion. No. You know. I guess you can like put little, little things on them. Were those little things? Yeah, you put flare. I think yeah. it's, it's you know twenty pieces of flare on each crock. Put Whatever. Them, put them in the holes, little buttons and stuff. Yeah, little buttons and snap-ons and accoutrement. Do you have those on yours? I do not. I'm I'm kind of a plain crock guy, <laughs> and you know, and I always rock mine. You know, in you know two-wheel drive. Well, when your kids get their set of crocs, they're definitely gonna have stuff. What all is, over them. What is this win nonsense? Oh, they already have Crocs? Oh, yeah. Oh, hilarious. Jack's already on her second pair. <laughs> <laughs> Loves her Crocs. Crocs are great. Um, <laughs> we're not here to talk about awful footwear on this show today. Um, cool. Uh, Braves. Timeline that one a little bit. I know Kent's a big, big uh, Atlanta guy, George guy, Braves guy. I pray when this podcast comes out that the Braves are in the World Series. Yes, we have two games left. We only got to win one. Only got to win one. You'd be surprised at how difficult that is. So I turned it on last night, and it was two nothing, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, here they go again. They're just going to jump right. right, jump right on them." I got up this morning, turned on the uh, the internet machine, eleven to two. Yeah, it's like, oh, I went to bed. That went downhill um, quickly. I think I went to bed like bottom of the fifth. Once you've like followed um, professional Atlanta sports long enough, you you have a sixth sense of like what's going to happen if there's yeah. a chance that you're going to win, or you just know that it's inevitable that you're going to lose. And this one was like, all right, this is I'm putting this one to bed. So this question: is, This game's over. Question: How is that any different than you know? I would Jacksonville professional sports. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't followed Jacksonville professional sports as long as Atlanta. Okay. But, you know, obviously Atlanta has the reputation for the big choke and the big games. It's true. They do because they have. They have. Jacksonville, unfortunately, hasn't gotten to the level of choking yet. We're just not showing up. Right. Which is almost like, is that better because <laughs> they don't get your hopes up like expectations are very low hope is very low you know like you're within grasp of the world series and it's been since 1999 when i was a, I guess sophomore or junior in high school and like it's amazing that it's been that long because they've been such a good team and establishment and organization for so long and it's like you guys just can't get over that hump i mean in the 90s you were there like every year what they win like 20 division titles in a row it was something absurd. I mean, the 90s just dominated. In one World and, Series? Yeah, in one World Series. So, obviously, they blew a lot of Game 7s. And the ones against the Yankees, like, I mean, they were, like, I think four or five Game Series. We just got blown out. Like, they just didn't have the offense then. Um, but this team's a lot different. It's like we have the offense, but we don't have necessarily great pitching. So, it's a bit of a 180. So, who would you rather see in the uh, in the series? Would you rather see Houston or Boston? I would rather see Boston. Okay. How come? I just think we match up better with them. Okay. Yeah. I think a, I think a, from a fan perspective, a Boston Atlanta World Series would be pretty popular. I think so too. Um, you know, two very established teams, big fan bases. Obviously, like a lot of people grew up with TBS watching the Braves, so there's a lot of Braves fans out there. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of people riding the whole Boston thing. Yeah, TBS back in the day, it was like Braves and WCW. Yeah. Yeah. You had a. I was like, I'm the, watching the, the I'm Cubs watch- during the daytime on what WGN or something yeah, like WGN, that. WGN, Harry Carey with the Cubs playing yeah. the day games. Then you'd switch over to TBS. Yep. Braves game at like seven o'clock every day. Yeah. Was it TBS that was like 8.05 everything started? Like they started like five minutes off just so they'd be different than everybody else? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They st- Well, they still do that. Do they? Yeah. Like all their like sitcoms were like instead of like, hey, we're starting at 8 Eastern, it was like 8.05 Eastern, like everything. Yeah. They do that still. And that was yeah. literally just to be. Starting different and indifferent than everybody else. I'm pretty sure the game started yesterday at 8.08. Yeah, but, I mean, sports is one thing, but when it's like... The television show? The nightly news or, right. you know, reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. They're just cutting you short. You know, they're giving you a 25-minute show. No, they'd, they'd a, run over. A 30-minute show. It'd still be a 30-minute show. Yeah. It just started... I don't know. You'd have to, add, have to ask uh, Ted Turner about that, man. Well, Teddy. See what Teddy's up to. <laughs> it's all him. Anybody knows Ted Turner and wants to reach he's, out? He's on not. a ranch in Montana living his life, I guarantee. He's somewhere out there or he's visiting one of his Montana grills. Yeah. Does Ted Turner eat at a Ted's Montana grill? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no chance, right? No. No chance. All right. So this is a fitness podcast. So I believe we're on, what is this, episode 50? We're on like 19 or 20, I believe. It's getting up there. I didn't think we'd get to like three. I don't think we get to like 20. Um, I don't think it's that high. I, think I, I, was, I was trying to pull up the last one on Spotify for some reason on the gym computer. It wasn't pulling up. Um, interesting. But I did. there was about three or four rows in there. Yeah. I want to say we're 19 or 20. Maybe when we get to 21, we we dub it something else and we call it season two. Okay. I'm down Bring in like a special guest. We'll have like sweeps week. We'll just mm-hmm. blow it all out for, you know, season premiere. Destination podcast. Unless this is 20, and then I don't have anything to leave us as a cliffhanger going into season two, so we might have to... Well, I guess we'll find out when we're done. Season two season two could start at episode 22 also. Yeah, so we'll just see. blend it in. We'll just blend it in. Who it's knows? Um, 
guys, one thing, you know, we get asked a lot is my, my smooth, our smooth transition here. <laughs> one thing we get asked a lot and we see a lot, you know, in the gym is kind of the debate between RX, if you will, and not RX. Is that, does that sound about right? RX versus scaled. So, Kent, if you will be so kind, could you define for me what RX means? So basically, the workout of the day that we have on the board, it'll be written in a certain format. It'll have like a certain amount of reps for movement. It'll have a certain weight per movement. That'll be as prescribed. So if you do the weight or do the workout as it's written literally, then you did the workout RX. If you need to lower the weight or lower the reps or maybe modify a movement, then we consider that scaled. And then, I mean, I guess we could talk about scaling up, even though we don't ever do that rarely. I mean, we have a, a few times we may do that, but if you need to maybe add a little bit of weight to the movement or make it somewhat more challenging to kind of fit that intensity that we're looking for, then you could scale up even. Okay. I get that. But that's on the obviously rare side. Yeah, it's it's it happens less, but it still happens. Yeah. Um, and it, there's a varying reasons for going either way. Right. Right. Um, why do we, why do we typically, why would we have an RX on a workout? Why does that matter? Well, that's kind of like your outline, your game plan. Um, that's what we're looking for, um, in today's workout. That's what, you know, the, um, intensity that we're looking for. That's a stimulus that we're looking for. And that's usually based on the more fittest person in the gym or, you know, kind of, they say you program for your best athlete and then you scale down. Um, I kind of, I mean, I agree and disagree with that a little bit. I think sometimes you should program more for the majority of yeah. the gym. And then because it's much easier to scale up, I feel like, than to scale down. Um, and so if, like, you kind of put a workout in that fits everyone, you know, it's a little bit more easier to start modifications from there versus, like, putting these more challenging movements in and then trying to give someone, you know, the same stimulus, but they're having to modify nearly half the workout. Right. So I feel like you get in a lot of trouble in that type of aspect. But, you know, RX, as, as prescribed, as written, and usually we'll give a time domain or it'll have a time domain that we're looking for you guys to be done or accomplish that workout within. Yeah. That. So ultimately, right, like you talk about RX, you talk about scaled or different things, and, you know, we talk about program for the best, scale for the rest, or, you know, all these different things. But what it comes down to for me is we use, you can use, an, you know, and there's, you know, you can debate is RX good, is RX bad, or, you know, there's gyms that go both ways on this and some gyms of their RX is basically a four letter word in their gym and they won't talk about it. And there's gyms that, you know, think it's, you know, it's a laundry list. Look it up on Google. It's been, spend days going down the rabbit hole. Um, what we kind of tend to look at it as is from a programming standpoint in a coach, right? If we're programming a workout for a gym, for an individual, for it's, it's kind of just a, you got to start somewhere, right? Right. We got, as a coach, we have an intended stimulus in mind. We have an intended rep range in mind. We have, we have goals we're trying to hit, right. You know, in going through the workout. And if it's like, Hey, I'm kind of hoping they get about 30 squats in, you know, 50 sit-ups and I want them to run a mile. All right. But it's an AMRAP. Okay. And that's kind of my goal work capacity. I want to get done in that workout. I'd like to see that intensity be moderate to high. So that means I want them moving fast. Right. So it's like, okay, maybe I bring the squat weight you know, down or up, depending on it. I make a run shorter. I don't, you know, and then, okay, now I'm doing more rounds and how am I going to time this out based off of, and if you don't have, if X isn't there and that's not a standard, 
right? It's hard to kind of know what, how to program that out and how to plan that out for anybody, let alone one person or a class of 10. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to help you dictate like how much volume they're going to receive in a certain workout as well. So they're just going to do like, you know, maybe they get one round done and they don't really accomplish anything. Or let's say they're going too light, then they do like 10 or 15 rounds and they've done way too much volume. Yeah. So let's say we use Fran. Fran, for those who don't know, is a classic CrossFit benchmark workout. It's 21 thrusters followed by 21 pull-ups, 15 thrusters, 15 pull-ups, 9 thrusters, 9 pull-ups. So 21, 15, 9. Classic CrossFit triplet, if you will, right? The idea behind Fran is to be, you know, for the most people, what, seven minutes, six minutes or less? For the average, yeah, I would say under eight minutes for the average yeah. individual. So we'll, so we'll call that under eight minutes. So we're, I'm doing Fran RX. I'm getting after it. I'm doing it. It took me 23 minutes to do Fran. Yeah, then you went and took a few bathroom breaks. Did I do, did I, you know, would we really call that RX, <laughs> right? You know, and some people hang their hat on that and it's a badge of courage and this, that, right. and the other. But the reality is you, you didn't do the same workout as the guy that did it in three minutes. Well, exactly, yeah. It might have been the same rep scheme, the same weight, same everything, but you didn't do the, you did you did two different things. Right. It's like you, you completed the same amount of work, but the stimulus and the intensity was completely different. Yeah, way off, right? It's like running a marathon, 26.2 miles. You're a running family. What's ballpark top running time for a marathon? Right now? Give like or take. The, the records? Within, within like 20 it's like, minutes. It's like right under two hours. Okay. So just under two hours to run a marathon. Cool? Record. Record. What if I go start running a marathon right now and I finish sometime tomorrow? Then you completed the same amount of work, but... <laughs> yeah, I've completed the same amount of work, but, again, but it's totally different. Totally different. Yeah, not they're not the same thing. Yeah. Granted, I'd probably be tired than the guy that ran it in two hours, but... Well, I don't know, man. That's I think he was doing like under five-minute miles for the duration. It's, it's absurd. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. So then circling back to, you know... Should I RX? Should I not RX? Why should I? Why should I not? This, that, and the other, right? Ultimately, that's what your coach is for, mm-hmm. right? They're going to help you modify down to that. You know, we get the question all the time, hey, should I do this? It's like, oh, I don't know. What should, you know, based off that, Kent, what what weight should you be moving, right? right? And it's like, okay, say for Fran, can you pick up that barbell? Can you do 15 to 20 thrusters in that first round unbroken without stopping? Right. Like, well, it's 95 pounds. I could probably get like, you know, 10, five and six. Okay. Then it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, the second, you know, and we see this a lot. We see athletes start like, what's the word I'm looking for here. They start bargaining with themselves or kind of debating it with themselves. And it's like, Hey, I can get that 21 in, but I can do, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I can do like 10, maybe like six and maybe five. And as a coach, as soon as we hear you, like, I'm pretty sure I can do, it's like, right. it means you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I want you to be pretty confident. Yeah. Like, when I say, hey, can you do 21 without bro- unbroken? If your answer is not yes, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. Then it's probably too heavy. Yeah. And chances are, as a coach, if I know you can do 21 unbroken without stopping, I'm not asking you that question. Yeah. That's not what we're, that's not the question today. The question today is, hey, when you put that bar down from 21, I want to make sure you get to that pull-up bar without taking any breaks. Right. And so, and that, that could be even another thing is like, can you do 21 unbroken? Well, yeah, but... I'm going to get smoked. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, you did 21 and then you stand there for two, three minutes. That's I can't do anything. Again. I can't do anything else. Yeah. So again, that defeats the purpose. Yeah. So chances are guys, when, when you're talking, when we're asking you these questions, they're a little bit of leading questions. We nine times out of 10, if we're asking the question, we already basically know the answer. Yeah. I feel like 
you know, we are observant enough. We know your fitness level. We can pretty much just tell you exactly what weight that we want you to use yeah. for the workout. Yeah. And when that weight doesn't correspond with what's on the board, know that we also know the intended stimulus for the workout. Right. And if we tell you guys also, but nobody listens to us, but we also tell you Fair. what the intended <laughs> stimulus is for the workout. And that's going to help get you fitter, right? Just doing RX and beating your head into the wall every day doesn't actually make you fitter. Yeah. Right. It makes you struggle through workouts. Sure. Maybe, maybe some mental toughness in there, but it's not actually day to day might not be the best strategy. Right. Absolutely. Everybody wants to lift heavy barbell, right? Nobody wants to do an empty barbell for a hundred reps in a row without stopping. Yeah. Well, that's terrible, right? That's going to suck, but it'll get you fitter. Yeah. You know, everybody, nobody, you know, Hey, let's go run four hundreds. Okay. We're running 400 in the workout. All right, cool. Did you run it fast? Could you run it faster? Like, let's pick up the pace. Like, that's that's a good spot to where a little bit of effort goes a long way. Right. And that's I think that's a tough part as well when you're trying to, you know, push people towards a certain stimulus. It's like you may shorten up their run when it's like, you know what? I know that you can run that 400 at a faster pace. It's just you're not pushing yourself necessarily to that ability. So you're kind of looking to me to kind of reduce that work for you yeah. when it's like sometimes you just got to like, yeah. you know, push a little harder. Yeah. And sometimes guys don't, you know, and also like the same thing, like don't necessarily back off just to back off. Like if we haven't told, typically if we haven't told you to back off, don't back off. Right. Like we're going to, we're going to pull you back when we need to pull you back. And we're going to try and keep that intensity, you know, kicking at that door where it needs to be. But it's, it's a hard thing to find, you know, we're also like, just looking at you and talking to you, going through an intro, going through a brief and a warm up. We're talking to you. We're seeing how you feel. We're going through different things. It's like, you know, the psychology of it. Ken comes into the workout. Hey, what's going on, man? How was your day? Cool. Oh, I know you, you kind of look dragging coming in. You were still, you know, you had all your work clothes on still. You're just changing clothes 30 seconds before class started, slamming in there. You didn't have your shoes on. I can tell that's not normally how Kent rolls in. He's normally here 10, 15 minutes early. He's rolling out. He's relaxed. He's cool. All right. So he's obviously kind of busy today. He had a big thing going on. Whatever that may be. All right, right, that's not cool. Oh, yeah, well, I was up all night, this, that, and the other. Okay, you're wore out. Yeah. Right. You know, okay, now we got to gauge all that in to what's going on today, and you're worried about hitting RX on a workout. Yeah, you're definitely not – you're probably setting PRs that day. Yeah, right. That's so it's a, like – a good day to just move. And that's that's going to be, hey, maybe we adjust accordingly. Maybe we're like, hey, I know he said I want everybody to finish this workout in five minutes. All right, I know looking at that RX that, meh. That might not happen. Yeah. Okay. What in, so then you look at the workout, what in that workout is keeping you from finishing at RX, right? Okay. That's where we want to probably want to start mm-hmm. and go from there. You know, if there's different limitations, right? There's weight limitations, there's fitness limitations, there's skill limitations, there's different, all sorts of barriers going through, you know, what it may be to find out what, to bring that all together into a picture. Right. And then, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. So there was a workout, <clears throat> I think it was last week. It had a pretty general movement. Um, it had like one technical movement. And so a lot of people obviously needed to scale that technical movement down. But it's like we still wanted to give you guys the same stimulus that the other people, the more you know, skilled in that technical movement, um, like muscle-ups. You know, So it's a bit of a push and a pull. And then a lot of people who can't do muscle-ups, like they just may do pull-ups or whatever. So looking to give them that push-pull effect as well, you know, and then just giving them into the next movement where they can do. 
But it's like, we want to make that move as challenging for you as possible, just like it is challenging for the person actually doing that movement. Yeah. So you may do a push-up into a pull-up or a burpee into a pull-up and something like that. And it's just to make it more challenging. It's to slow that movement down because a muscle-up is a bit of a slow movement. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then some stuff, even like, you know, you might see something different. Like for a handstand push-up, so doesn't necessarily translate into sometimes the a good modification on down the line on that doesn't necessarily translate into a high-intensity environment. Right. Right. Hey, I want you to do whatever. You know, would have would have put would push ups be just as good? Mm-hmm. You know, on the ground, cool or a burpee, right? Depending on the volume, you know, it's just different things for can make different things work. Right. What is what's crazy is like I remember. Um, I don't think it wasn't the level one, um, but I, I feel like in the earlier days of CrossFit, like the scale from handstand push ups was always like wall walks. It's oh. like. That movement, I would rather do handstand push-ups and wall walks any day. That's okay. Like, that it's like, yeah, 21 handstand push-ups, just sub sub in wall walks. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, you want me to do 21 wall walks? Yeah, and it's like a, an absurd like uh, substitution. Like, yeah, this doesn't work no, at all. No one can do that. It's all right. My favorite handstand push-up substitution is still the uh, the banded straight jacket contraption. You remember that no, one? No, I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh, God, it was so dangerous. It's like... <laughs> Because it's like, hey, I'm going to take this person who can't do a handstand. And so in order to help them do a handstand, I'm going to hook this band around their back, hook one to a rig, basically tie them to the rig on a rubber band, have them flip upside down that they can't do, catch their legs on the rubber band in midair. And then also now, okay, we're going to try and do handstand push-ups yeah. off this band. And it didn't go well 95% like of the time. You should post a video of someone doing this. We could probably find when that. You, when you post this podcast. We could probably find Cause that. Because it is... Quite entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a in a bubble, in a vacuum, like one-on-one working with a coach, you know, different abilities, different, you know, different strokes for different folks. Sure. Right. It's it's probably a perfectly fine, like, skill building technique, work the strength, work the different things in a, mm-hmm. you know, in a handstand position. Cool. Yeah, class setting. In the middle of a Diane when you're trying to go do a three-minute workout. Yeah. And get up there as fast as you can. Probably not great. No, definitely not. So what else comes to mind? You see a lot of like when it's like, hey, going for RX and. So I I feel like sometimes this could be on me. So I'll usually kind of, I'll, I'll guys want to, all right, I want you to use 25 pounds for this movement or whatever it may be. And they do it. And I see them not necessarily struggling, but they're allowing that heavier weight to give them more breaks. Like they're choosing that aspect. They know they can do the reps that are required, but they're like breaking it up when they know they don't truly have to. And that may sometimes extend them past the time cap. And it's like, well, I know you could have done it. I feel like you just didn't necessarily push yourself to your true abilities. Whereas if you had scaled, obviously you would have finished, but I felt like it would have been too easy for you. Right. And so there's a lot of gray area. I feel like um, sometimes when we're prescribing the members weights, Oh yeah, and it's like I'll tell him like I know you can finish this. I know you can do this. This is the rep scheme I want you to shoot for, and I mean, and like you say, like sometimes maybe it's just not their day. They just didn't have it, and or you know, and maybe I missed it. Or this happens, mm-hmm. guys. We're we're human, and we see a hundred of you a day, and <laughs> been doing this for years and years and years. The every now and then we, you know, we fudge it up too. Yeah, right. And it's right. like, hey, I gave Kent too much weight today. 
Oh, well, you know, and normally nine times out of 10, even more than that, we're going to catch it. We're going to go change the weight out. We're going to fix it. We're going to, we're going to model on the fly. We're going to, you know, Oh, he's kind of struggle busting with that. Let's get that down, you know, and we adjust and we move on. Not a big deal. Right. Um, and that happens, but some days it's, you know, some days it's, Hey, I'm going to give him a little bit heavier weight and I'm gonna see what happens. Right. Let's see what he does. He might, might just totally run it against the wall today and okay, but that's, you know, that's, that works as well. You know, that's some days it's, you got to push yourself way outside the comfort zone. Right. You know, and weight's a good way to do that. Sometimes if you're, as long as you're moving safe and effectively and you know, your mechanics are there, right. It's, you can get heavier. Yeah. Right. And you can play around with, you know, going heavier and that's some days, but you know, constant, constantly going heavy to go heavy doesn't necessarily work either. Right. The other side of, you know, the, should I go RX or should I not? If, the old thing used to be like, I'm going to go do all this heavy weight. Right. And it's what we call is like hiding, hiding behind our X. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, good and well that whatever 135 on the barbell today is too heavy for you, but I'm going to go do that. And instead of doing the workout in five minutes, it took me 25 minutes. Right. And all it was is really, you're afraid to go fast. Yeah. And you go, cause going fast hurts. Going fast is hard. Right. It, it kind of hurts your soul a little bit. Yeah. Right. And you got to dig down and you got to make it happen. Going slow, methodical, one rep at a time. But it's cool. I'm RX, bro. Yeah. I'm hitting it. I get to I got this. I get click that button on I the app. Click that button, right? <laughs> but yet you didn't really get anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Did you get fitter? Yeah. Probably it's not. Deba- debatable. It's debatable. Debatable. Probably not as fit as you could have gotten. Right. If you would just reduce the load and yep. up your intensity. Correct. So that's, you know, so there's both sides, that, you know, kind of the, you can get, it's it's a it's a it's a moving moving target, guys. And I think probably one of the bigger takeaways from talking about this and going forward, like that that's going to be it. Is you know the RX thing is a moving target, and know that when we put it, you know the RX weight on there is do, isn't necessarily meant to be Bible, right. right? This is it's there as a guide, and it's almost there more as a guide for your coaches and your programmer than it is for you as an athlete. Right. It's like, Hey, I'm doing RX in every workout. It's like, okay, cool. Great. You know, you know that the gym down the street and the gym stayed over and the competition you're thinking about doing and the CrossFit games, it's all different. Right. Everybody's got a different RX. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, your goal shouldn't be just to RX every single workout. Yeah. Your goal should be to get a good workout, get a good stimulus, get fitter, move well. Yeah. If you're like, I RX everything, but I get time capped a lot. Yeah, then what are you accomplishing? Yeah. So probably probably you're just, could, you're just leaderboarding at that point. Yeah. You just know? Moving slowly through a workout. Yeah. Okay. Well my challenge then would be, hey, maybe you drop the weight down to half of what you normally do or go as light as you can think you can possibly go. Maybe an empty barbell. Right? See how fast you can finish that workout. Right? That's what I'm gonna do when we do Fran again. I'm just gonna Dude, my Fran for now on is empty barbell and ring rose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an empty barbell. <laughs> empty barbell and ring rows, maybe a band. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure I want to do that. I feel, I feel like Nate challenged me with a 35 pound barbell to beat Rich Froning's regular time. So that's my goal. I don't know if I can do that with air empty, squats. Empty I don't know barbell. if I can do the air squats and push ups. Yeah, you could. Air squats and uh, pull ups. You could do that. Air squats and pull ups, you could do it. You, you think? Pull ups unbroken. That's. Um, you could do it. Probably. All right. Um,. <sighs> Round this out since it's Friday. Kent, what's what's the beer of the week, man? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, and you're just in Asheville. You had your palate should be very open. And so I brought some good beers back from uh, Burial. Burial is by far my favorite uh, 
brewery right now, number one at the moment. I think I even said that in the podcast yep, yep. with the yeah, we got, Dr. Peter. We got that on record back a few weeks ago. Um, but today, I'm going to go to Swells. They have a freshly picked Citra on draft. Okay. That's probably my favorite single IPA they do. Mm-hmm. Pretty stellar. So I'm going to have some of those. Um, well, the Galaxy is good too, but they don't have that. That'll be next week. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a really good beer. Maybe we could do our season premiere from the uh, from the brewery at a uh, at a release party. That'd be pretty solid. Cause that's a really good beer. That's one of their best. Okay. So we could be coming from Swells next week, guys. We might have to roll in at like noon to miss the crowd. I don't think it'll be that crowded. You never know. I think as long as you're in there by like three or four, you're usually pretty good. Okay. Like could, you could get the at the work crowd. We could always go to green room if we want to miss the crowd. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to take a shot. Didn't mean to take a shot on green room there. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Uh, if you've been listening all the way through, I appreciate it. Um, as always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share. I think share in podcast is a big one. So think Especially about Spotify. Yeah, if you think about it, you know, hit that little square button with the arrow on it and shoot a text to your mom and tell her to listen to it or your uh, your brother, or your sister, or whoever you know, significant other. So your so. Shoot him a text and be like, hey, listen to these clowns. Do it. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, like always, if you got questions, hit us up uh, Hit us up in the comments or in real life or text us or call. Don't call. Email. Any, any one of those things that's in the written word. Snail mail. Yeah. Snail mail. Until then, Kent. See you guys. All right, guys.